Welcome to Quarantine Confessions. I think this is our fifth or sixth episode. I'm not quite sure, but I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello. How are you? How have you been? How was your week? It was great. I am good. That's all the questions, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a pretty crazy week with Cohen and Flynn and... You know, the Supreme Court tax cases, and uh, it's been pretty crazy, but uh, we made it through another week, and so that means it is time for Quarantine Confessions. If you have Quarantine Confessions you want to send in, just go to dailybeanspod.com, and uh, you'll see on our contact page that you can send in your Quarantine Confession, or you can uh, hit us up on our pinned tweet on our Twitter account, at dailybeanspod, and give us a follow while you're there. We're almost at 20,000. We were really close the last time I checked. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, submit your confessions and we will read them on the air. Make sure if you want to remain anonymous, you remain anonymous and you can include your pronouns, too, if you so choose. So, uh, hey, Jordan, you want to kick it off? Sure. Thank you. Uh, First up front, we have a lot, by the way, today. You all delivered. Thank you. Uh, Our first one comes from anonymous pronoun she, her. She says, confession. One of my favorite relatable experiences involving COVID-19 is everybody. I mean, Everybody has a bizarre quarantine panic buy story, though I have yet to meet anyone that tops mine. Just around when quarantine hit Los Angeles, I confess that I made the very real and very concerted uh, decision to purchase 28 bananas, 28 bananas, (laughs) two five pound protein powder tubs. That's a very satisfying thing to say. Two five pound protein powder tubs, uh, four cartons of car- of coconut milk, and forty dollars of incense. <laughs> that's Ooh, such a nag champa. Is it nag champa? Oh, that's a great question. It doesn't say, but I would guess maybe that there's a good chance that is the most Southern California list of items short list uh because i'd be damned if i would a single morning experiencing armageddon without my post yoga power shake and the sweet scent of sandalwood there you go polluting my ah. apartment we all need our routines and that one kept me sane p.s everyone always asks how i kept the bananas fresh slicing and freezing make for long-lasting nanners during apocalyptic times <laughs> namaste sashay away <laughs> That last sentence, slicing and freezing, make for long-lasting nanners during apocalyptic times. <laughs> Namaste, sachet. Oh, that's so good. I love it. That is that's, perfect. That's good. I have three bananas currently on my fridge. I'm going to have to rehome them in a second into the freezer. Mm, yeah. I thought that there was going to be 28 bananas, three of which you ate, and then 18 loaves of banana bread, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what most people do when their bananas turn bad. When they turn ugly. Um, all right. 
next up. Thank you very much, by the way, Anonymous. Uh, next one is also from Anonymous, pronoun she, her, confession. A couple of weeks ago, another confessor said that he played Best Fiends and had gotten up to the 1200s level. I'm a little embarrassed to say that I downloaded the game onto my phone when I got... Uh, and when I got past, way past level 1000, I decided I was playing too much, so I deleted it from my phone. A few weeks later, I missed the game and downloaded it onto my tablet. <laughs> I have to start over from scratch. Currently, I'm on level 1275. <laughs> Save me for myself. <laughs> it's fun, right? It's so relaxing. That's so funny. I've been getting really into this game that's basically just like Tetris, but it's called Block Puzzle. And anytime... Yeah, basically it's Tetris, except... Without the the sort of, well, I was going to say without the falling element, but I suppose that's how the pieces get there in the first place. Anyways, Hmm. I guess I've been into some reinvented Tetris wheel also. And it's like, once you find a game that you love and just soothes you, it is like, it is hard to let it go. So, no judgment there. Um, Mm. Next up from Sarah, she, her... She says, confession one, I've only just listened to my first quarantine confessions episode tonight. I now feel motivated, nay, obligated, all caps, to contribute. Confession two, I'm now in my mid-thirties and have finally garnered the confidence of a woman who no longer gives a fuck what people think of her, with only a handful of hang-ups about looks or personality traits or whatever. It's very freeing. It took a long time to get to this point. My third decade has truly been the best so far, personally speaking. I do still recognize the world is on fire. <laughs> what a- I appreciate the, the world awareness. Um, one of these hang-ups is, well, I'm very gassy. I'm fart like a buffalo, gassy. Propel a watercraft, gassy. Even clear a room, gassy, at times. I have my mother's bowels. What can I say? <laughs> oh, my God. That is that is a responsibility our mothers probably never want to have, is uh, giving their children their bowels. The light of my eye. I've given them everything. Even my bowels. Um, doesn't, doesn't matter what I do or don't eat. It's just who I am. It can get very uncomfortable to hold all these farts in for too long. Preach. I often try to excuse myself for the for or use the restroom, but it's not always feasible. No, it's not, especially if you're farting and you're with other people. Then you have to, like, fart into, like, a toilet paper ball. It's like a whole freaking thing. I, okay, I under, I feel this so hard. During this quarantine, my partner and I have both been working much more from home. We sit back-to-back on computers many days of the week together now. I can't just up and leave every 15 minutes, so he is inescapably bound to listening to me ripping ass on the regular. <laughs> Let's just say he's not used to this. But me? I seem to have committed to the bit. I don't even try to hide it anymore. If it's loud, it's loud. It's a normal body function, I shout in my best indignant grandmother voice. The other day I told him if it bothers him so much, we're going to have to break up. I was not joking. The story has an even happier ending. Partner has accepted me, farting ass included, and I can finally, <laughs> freely, contentedly break my wind. I'm not sorry this is so long and all about farts. You're welcome. Love you guys. And then it's a peach emoji and then the cloud emoji. The the fart cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Directional cloud. <laughs> uh, oh. My sister uh, had this and, and, and still does. She used to sing a song. Um before every fart uh just to warn everyone <laughs> oh my god who has that much warning time in their system she, it's, a, it's a tiny song <laughs> it's a tiny song it goes like this it goes like this and feel free to use this uh sarah feel free to use this 
listen to this too good to miss da 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 that's okay, how that's, it goes that's amazing that's so i i grew up with so many people around me like constantly just turning their butt into a stage anytime anytime they were gonna fart like and i grew up around gymnasts too so everybody would like get like we had coaches that would get into like these really weird positions and stuff like before they'd fart it was so if you knew that part of my childhood now all of my fart centric humor begins to make sense i was surrounded by farts and leotards yeah i you know how one of the tenets of of buddhism is acceptance right and there was like my sister literally tried to start a movement called fart for buddha like you know take take my farts accept them buddha would (laughs) you should too farting is a huge part of yoga if you're really doing it you know like the um like there's like breaking wind you know like breaking someone uh fuck what pose is it it's kind of like happy baby i mean maybe it is just happy baby either way what did what did jesse egan say he called it downward facing fog (laughs) (laughs) oh my god jesse's puns are so award worthy so good absolutely anyway thank you for the long fart confession i appreciate it uh all right next up uh (laughs) we have from ellen uh, pronouns she, her, confession. I've really let my morning routine go since I'm working remotely, or maybe I routine differently now. To keep myself from getting up from my desk every five minutes, I start my day with a walk and, and going for coffee. While it helps me focus, I'm often pressed for time before my morning conference call and don't get to washing my face and brushing my teeth. To cover, I keep my shades up so there's glare on my computer screen and it makes me less visible. I also pop a piece of gum in my mouth just in case. I don't think breath is bad on Zoom, uh, but I'm afraid making that self-conscious bad breath face in a meeting. I'm afraid of making that <laughs> self-conscious bad breath face in a meeting. I hope I'm not chewing. <laughs> I hope I'm not chewing my gum like a cow chewing her cud. But I can only worry about so many things at once. Oh my god, <laughs> Ellen! I love that you're you're concerned about your breath on your Zoom calls. That's so great. Yeah, you're concerned about your own reaction to your own breath, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. That is a very involuntary <laughs> thing, a, like a stench. When there's a stench and you're just like, oh, what the what the fuck is that? You can't help but contort your face. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. I uh, We're learning a lot of things about our breath in quarantine, though, aren't we? Truly. Everyone's talking about it with the masks, but I know it's a hack subject, but it is true. It is the most revealing thing just to see, like, how your breath changes too, like day to day. It's very interesting how your diet affects it. It's something I wish I was tapped into all along, really. Um, next, from Steph, pronouns, she, her. She says, Dear Amanda Jordan and AG, quarantine has been going on for so long that I have a lot to confess, but I try to keep it short. So here are the two things I most need to get off my chest and they are safe for work. Smiley face. Thank you for that, Steph. They don't ever have to be, but I love that. Um, First up, my husband and I have three kids, now nine, six, and three years old. It was very turbulent with them at home and with that age difference. The oldest had to be homeschooled, the middle one home preschooled, and the youngest had to be kept from falling out of windows. He is like a little monkey. (laughs) 
To keep him distracted while I had to attend to the older kids, I let the electronic nanny, i.e. Netflix, take care of him, where his favorite show was Paw Patrol. It features six dogs with rescue vehicles in different colors. They should put this on instead of cops. One dog, Marshall, has a red fire truck, Rubble drives a yellow repair truck, and so on. The youngest is a slow talker, but all of a sudden, he started to point at things and say the name of the dogs. To our joy, he learned to name colors by associating them with the dog's vehicles. He says Marshall instead of red, Chase instead of blue, Rocky instead of green, etc. When he went back to daycare, we are lucky not to live in the U.S., we had some explaining to do. <laughs> That's really funny. Um... My my other confession is also related to the young ones and has to do with the redecoration obsession I developed during the lockdown. I have mm-hmm. ordered furniture and several large plants for our home and ended up having a lot of giant boxes and not enough space in the recycling bin. So I did what a good mom does. I disposed of them in the kids' rooms. They were over the moon happy <laughs> to, to be able to build houses and hideaways. We, on the other hand, were happy to temporarily get rid of the boxes and have something to keep the kids busy for a long time. So much for my mediocre parenting skills. To repent, I have sponsored a Patreon membership. Keep up your great work. I have way less time to listen to podcasts since lockdown, but you are always first on my list. I have never missed an episode and don't plan to now. Thanks for all you do and for keeping me informed. Thank you, Steph. Thank you so much for sponsoring a patron. Um, That's... I love that, dude. Building forts, that is like the greatest joy you can give a fucking kid. It's so fun. And it's like instant imagination island it's so fun mm-hmm. love it 100 percent. uh up next we've got three short confessions i'm gonna go through these pretty rapid fire here uh the first one comes from anonymous pronouns he him for the first two months of quarantine i drank too much and masturbated too much at detriment <laughs> of my work productivity <laughs> hey that's it that's the whole confession <laughs> This is like that's the most confessiony confession I think we've ever had. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. straight to the point. <laughs> yes, I think that mm-hmm. resonates with a lot of people, including myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then from anonymous, he him. I totally dislike all my neighbors, each and every one. Quarantine is a gift. All you assholes on my street, keep your distance. Don't tell me about your cat. How loud my recycling bin is because of all the wine bottles, or how your illegal fireworks are more patriotic than my PTSD. Peace out, XO. Yes. Mic drop. Same. You and I, same. Confession. And then from anonymous, uh, pronouns they, them. When the great toilet paper shortage happened, (laughs) sounds like a letter from the Civil War. (laughs) My darling Annabelle, when the great toilet paper shortage happened, I was able to get some emergency toilet paper that lasted me a few months. However, this toilet paper was rough, one-ply, and horrible. I've finally been able to get normal toilet paper again, and let me tell you, two-ply, ultra-soft toilet paper is an incredible goddamn luxury. That's it. I just wanted to <laughs> enthuse about finally being able to have a decent toilet paper again. I am now living like a king. Yours in love. Anonymous. Okay. <laughs> it sounded like a letter. Thank you. I love that. Uh, um, yeah, you don't know what you're missing until you don't have your, you know, your normal toilet paper. Yeah, I agree. Also, in some stores in California, as we're starting to go back into lockdown, it's starting to go away again. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to those times where my dad is texting me saying, hey, do you have any extra toilet paper? And I'm like, God damn it, dad. Fucking fend for yourself. 
but yes and then i then i bring him toilet paper we're going back to those days um i'm ready i'm ready for it all right i guess if he gave me life i can give him toilet paper that seems like a fair trade um Next up from Anonymous. Anonymous says, I just heard the confession from last week about the special needs child. What a warrior. As a retired special education teacher of 32 years, I totally want to hug both him and his wife. The public school special education resource in their town slash city should be able to help. I know in my city they provide a ton of help and it really helps if parents are honest and vulnerable. We are here to help, but you have to let us know. Thank you for sending that in. Thank you so much. We got... We got a lot of responses to that for, for folks thanking uh, that parent for, for writing that. Um, a lot of people resonated with it. So we really appreciate you sending that in. And um, yeah, reach out to your local uh, public school education resource uh, center or, you know, uh, they might have something um, that they can help you with. Uh, Jordan, stick around with me for a minute, okay? We got to do a quick break, but we'll be back. We've got more confessions after this break, okay? Sweet. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Quarantine Confessions. I'd also like to thank our sponsor, Raycon, for supporting the podcast. You have probably heard us talk a lot about Raycon earbuds already. They make the best wireless earbuds in the business and for a fraction of the usual cost. Uh, Everybody needs to have a great pair of wireless earbuds, especially right now with all the Zoom meetings and and conference calls, but usually you drop hundreds of bucks on a pair, but instead check out the incredible wireless earbuds from Raycon. They started about half the price, and they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands. Their newest model is called the Everyday Everyday E25 earbuds, and they're the best ones yet. Six full hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth connection, more bass, really rich bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. I love them because they're comfortable. Uh, I don't get headaches from them. They don't have the little stems that stick up. They're really discreet, and they have a nice isolating fit so that you can't hear what other people are doing and no one can hear what you're listening to. So if you're listening to the Daily Beans in secret while pretending you're on a conference call, no one will know. Uh, but the sound is so clear to you, the, the user, that it's no wonder that, like, Melissa Etheridge loves her. She says, whenever I'm on tour, I'm listening to my Raycon earbuds. Awesome sound. Uh, they're rocking. You should get them. Uh, so, you know, if Melissa Etheridge likes them, you should you will definitely and so pick up a pair of raycon wireless earbuds see what the hype is all about now is the time to get the latest and greatest from raycon get 15 percent off your order at buyraycon.com slash starburns that's buy b-u-i raycon r-a-y-c-o-n dot com slash starburns for 15 percent off raycon wireless earbuds buyraycon.com slash starburns you'll be glad you did all right everybody welcome back uh next up uh in the confessional is jan sure jan Uh, And the pronouns are she, her. Uh, She says, I love listening to the Daily Beans podcast, part of my daily routine, which has changed a lot since I started quarantine in March. I use swears in my casual conversation, and it's even better to hear you deliver news with swears. I've also been binge watching crime drama series on Netflix, and having gone through all the standouts, I came upon Dexter, (laughs) the dark offbeat serial killer blood spatter expert. Dexter's sister, Deborah, is a policewoman and a terrific character who has a serious potty mouth. I actually started collecting some of her more colorful swears, and I'd like to share those with you now. Uh, here's the list. Holy Frankenfuck. Uh, you suck bag. You cock-munching fucking fuck nugget. We're in a storm <laughs> fuck of <nugget>. fuck. <laughs> a theory totally gives me a... That, a good theory totally gives me a girl boner. Uh, fuck me in the air. I forgot. Uh, well, fucking God bless America. Uh, keep up the fucking good work and fuck balls. Um, <laughs> she only has season eight to go. Hope you enjoyed these as much as I did. Use any part of this you would like. Love all. Be well. 
Oh, I really love Fuck Nugget. Yeah. That's good. You yes. cock munching fucking Fuck Nugget. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, Frankenfuck. That's a good one. <laughs> a, a, a Frankenfuck is assembled of other fucks. Like, just right. sewn together. Right. Just a okay. conglomerate of botched fucks. Yep. And it's love angry. That. Yep. Yeah. I love that. I need to. I haven't seen that show. Have you watched that show? Oh, yeah. Dexter. Yeah. I watched that nice. when uh, Six Feet Under was out, or, you nice. know, right after Six Feet Under. I'm starting Curb Your Enthusiasm from the beginning and then also Broad City, and I've just been obsessively uh, watching watching those. I was trying to get my mom into Broad City because I'm like, Mom, I swear the show's so fucking funny. You're going to love it. It's about, like, these two Jewish women in New York, and they're just, like, the most adorable best friends, and they're so fucking weird, and it's so good, and the writing is so good. But then I had to give my mom a disclaimer. I was like, but, Mom, you have to know it's kind of like sexual like there's there's a lot of like sexual humor in it and stuff that they can get pretty dirty and she was like i'm okay she's like that's that's yeah that's fine i'm like okay i'm gonna show you the first five minutes of the first episode okay just so you know you can like get a sense of the writing and stuff i was like really excited to show her and i totally forgot the first scene of broad city is one of the characters having sex with her boyfriend as she's like skyping her best friend (laughs) And I was like completely, <laughs> completely dead silent in the room. I come, even though I'm not Catholic, my family has a very like Catholicy vibe, sex wise, in the house. It's very. I don't know, man. Coming, coming from the lady who picked up a pair of your underwear from the floor when your friends were over and says, "What's this? What's this? <laughs> it's Jordan's underwear." <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a danced around the house yes. like Jack Skellington. So I'm right. not quite sure. Uh, that's, um, I mean, if it's embar- if it's going to embarrass <laughs> me, then that's totally fine. <laughs> oh, all bets are off at that point. I got gotcha. Yes. No, it's, more, it's weird. Our family isn't conservative by any means, but whenever, like, sexual topics come up, everyone gets real tense, you know? It's very interesting. Very interesting. Anyways. I don't know why I had to say that. Uh, all right. Next up, <laughs> pronounce pronoun she, her. Okay. I don't know what happens in my brain, but sometimes when I'm listening to AG interview, all the very, very smart people y'all have on, regardless of their gender, I start, sh- I start uh, shipping them romantically. I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. Shipping? That's not what they meant to say, right? I start well, shipping them romantically? If you read on, it makes more sense. Oh, Sorry classic jordan i start imagining that they're about to go on some hot date and i totally lose track of what the interview is about then i have to go back rewind and tell my brain to focus sorry if that's super inappropriate and maybe i need to scratch this itch with romantic comedies instead of letting that genre smash into the news with swears (laughs) hey i think we're all thinking it we're all thinking that stuff that's that's so funny love it on the topic of sexy times. Next time I'll next time I'll do a more bedroomy voice. The next time I talk to a really important, you know, former U.S. attorney, <laughs> be like, "So, I, and listen for it, listen for it, anonymous." I'll just be like, "So, tell me more about that." Just and they'll walk. Know, I'll just slip it in there. Nobody will notice. Um, yeah, they're gonna um, walk you know, away from the, the former... interview being like, "That was kind of weird." <laughs> <laughs> she seemed, hmm. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we'll, f- we'll, f- we'll figure it out. Uh, next up, from anonymous pronoun she, her, I have two quarantine confessions. No matter Number one, no matter how I try to keep up with them, 
empty vitamin water bottles multiply constantly around my house, but especially in the bedroom. This is set up as my workspace uh, for work from home. In my defense, I return the empty bottle, glasses and plates, etc., regularly to the kitchen for recycling or washing, but I am somewhat limited in the number of times I do this daily because of the bums, the bums rush uh, by my cats going in and out of the room. Oh, okay. Uh, anyone who uh, has worked at home with cats knows that it's difficult to get to work done with a cat planted between the keyboard and uh, your screen or climbing on your legs or fighting with one another. You get the picture. Nevertheless, uh, even after I have made a sweep of the room to remove empty bottles, I return to find several more. I'm certain they're multiplying on their own. Yeah, they're like gremlins. Um, number two, uh, confession, I have COVID guilt. Knock on wood, I, my family, and close friends have remained healthy during the pandemic and the truth is, I'm sort of thriving. I'm an introvert, and though I miss seeing my friends and colleagues, um, not having to be around people all the time is energizing for me. Couple that with a change in jobs. Uh, who changes jobs in the middle of a pandemic? Uh, I guess I guess she does. That is uh, less stressful, though more challenging, and not having to spend two-plus hours a day in my car commuting. I live and work in the San Francisco Bay Area, ah, yeah. uh, and I have time to sleep, cook, and bake. And go for long walks. I'm eating better. My health is demonstrably better. Low, lowest blood pressure I've had in years. My daily life in the pandemic is much improved, which is where the guilt comes in. So many lives lost and families grieving. So many people out of work and struggling to get by uh, to keep a place to live. It doesn't seem fair or right to be happy. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know that that's... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a... That's got to be tough. Yeah, that's a hard one because it's, it's like f feeling guilty, you know... I've been confronting this concept of guilt through BLM, Black Lives Matter stuff, more than I ever have, like, the last month. And giving you unsolicited advice, a lot of the the advice and guidance that I've received has been, you know, trying to find a way to transform that guilt into something that's actionable to the point where you can eliminate that, that feeling um, of guilt, right or 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 whatever you need to do in your brain to sit with the realities of something without the element of like uh punishing yourself um something that's more productive for you and i guess uh for everybody but i totally completely feel that it's really hard to not feel that way yeah especially i feel san diego guilt kind of cuz like our county has not been doing the worst compared to other areas in California and we've been like opening up more and stuff and like the last ones to kind of need to close back down again and I've been feeling guilt over that too so I don't even uh, yeah I don't even know how you would turn something like that into actionable items when it's something like a pandemic but I feel yeah yep yeah I, I yep. know all about survivor's guilt so yeah yeah totally um, okay, this next confession comes from Karen, pronoun she, her. This is, this is a, a whole reading I'm about to do, okay? So, mm -hmm. let's just go on this ride together. Fan fiction for Justice Daddies, The Adventures of Super AG and Tits McGee, Episode 1, Do -do -do. Univer <laughs> Universal Birth Control. Disguised I'm just going to do sound effects, so you please. just read. I'm just going to do sound effects. Please, thank you so much. Disguised as brilliant podcast journalists, Super AG and Tits McGee sit with the press corps on the White House lawn. A remote-controlled orange disguised as a pudgy man in a cheap-looking suit waddles to the presidential podium. President Trump! Super AG cries, jumping up. 
You say Article 2 of the Constitution grants you unlimited powers. Will you change the world by invoking Executive Order 10480, mobilizing FEMA to distribute defensive diaphragms around the world? I do have the best powers. I make the best executive orders. Beautiful executive orders, says the Orange. Most people don't know that diaphragms are the best defensive weapons against our enemies, like China and Antifa. So you'll promise to give all women access to birth control, says Tits McGee, jumping up with glee. Birth control Wee. for women? Yuck, says the Orange, pulling a bottle of Purell out of his saggy suit. Nasty women, you're both nasty women. Get them out of here. The remote-controlled orange waves in panic to the Secret Service men. Shoving Super AG and Tits McGee off to the side, Secret Service dudes ask for ID. Explaining Muller, she wrote, in the Fantasy Indictment League, Super AG and Tits McGee leave the agents scratching their heads, deciding only Russian operatives could have this much knowledge about Trump and Putin. The agents lead Super AG and Tits McGee to the Oval Office. Minutes later, a discombobulated president bursts in. Fake news! Fake news! They turn everything I say into fake news, mutters Orange. Plopping into his chair behind the resolute desk, Orange sees Super AG and Tits McGee. Such beautiful women! Are you a gift from Putin? Says Orange. <laughs> we are... <laughs> we are we are gifts from... from hey, how do you say this word? M-A apostrophe A-T. Mott? Who knows? Good. We are, okay, cool. We are gifts from Mott. The goddess of justice! Shouts AG and Tits together. <laughs> tits together! Ripping open their business suits to reveal their environmentally friendly super fabric super suits. You're the nasty women who asked for birth control, screams Orange. Jumping up, he frantically squirts hand sanitizer at the dynamic duo. You can't define us and you can't Purell us away. We're defenders of feminine power, says Tits McGee. I see your feminine powers right here, says the Orange, stretching his tiny hands towards McGee's monumental memories, trying to copper feel. <laughs> Biff, boff, boom, bang. McGee's super sentient tits clap the president's blob blobulous body between their massively magnificent tatas and begin tossing him around the room. He's powerless inside their titular grasp as they repeatedly bang him against the floor. Add fight song track for this scene. That's in parentheses. Tits McGee calls off her tatas, leaving Orange panting on his back in front of the resolute desk. Super AG jumps onto the desk like a cat, then leaps, landing in a sumo squad over President Orange. Prepared for socially distanced wrestling, Super AG slaps a mask onto the president's face. Thought bubbles appear over AG and Orange's heads. AG thought bubble. Should I grab him by the short hairs to make him comply? Does that make me a sexual aggressor? What if I accidentally grab his Mario Bros. mushroom dick? A thought bubble appears over Super AG's hand. No, no. Don't make me go down there, AG Thought Bubble. Is my hand willing to take one for the team? Can I make it enter the cave of horrors inside the president's briefs? AG's Hand Thought Bubble. No, I am not willing to go down there. Emphatically, no, Super AG's Thought Bubble. No, I can't make my hand do that. Besides, I might get orange pubes stuck on my fingers. I can't shake them off into some corner of shame. We're in an oval office. AG's Hand Thought Bubble. <laughs> AG's hand thought bubble. Woo! Thank you, AG. President Orange's thought bubble. Hehe, <laughs> I can see her underwear. Super AG speaks. Okay, Orange, here's the deal. You invoke Executive Order 10480, Section 101, making the director of the Federal Emergency Management Agency on behalf of the president, you coordinate all mobilization activities of the executive branch of the government, including all such activities relating to production, procurement, manpower, stabilization, and transport of 
diet for ribs for the defense of women against unwanted sperm or said super ag taking a much needed breath or what says the orange one or we won't give you all these delicious mcdonald's cheeseburgers says tits mcgee pulling wrapped burgers from the stylish and figure flattering snack pockets hidden in her super suit hmm burger says the <laughs> says the corpulent orange uh, two weeks later, Air Force One, with a retinue of military helicopters, flies over the Kremlin. Kagogo Cherta curses Putin? <laughs> a torrent of small boxes fall from the helicopters. Each box is labeled Defense Against Sperm Act from the United States. You're welcome. Women run from their homes to grab the boxes, reading the Surgeon General warning on the side. Caution, sperm can fuck up your life in so many ways. Stay tuned for our next episode when Putin says, My remote control for the orange president must be broken. I will send repairmen to the White House. End. <laughs> That's a hell of oh, a comic book. Wow. Yeah. They. They. That was fucking great. Thank you. Thank you for the time and brain power you put into that. That was fucking fun. Was yeah. So and now fun. we know why they call you Tits McGee. Oh yeah. That was definitely my favorite sequence I've ever read, centered around my boobs powers. Uh, and dare I say, <laughs> the only one. So uh, I, I. I. I would love. I would if um please send more. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> that was so fun. <laughs> Thank you. My god. <sighs> All right, I wanted to get to this one. I think we have time for a couple more here. Uh okay. I wanted to get to this one. This was from anonymous he him. And he says, "So, hey, this is the anonymous millionaire, and here is another confession. I'm so glad you laughed. Your response to my confession was totally overwhelming, and I couldn't just not respond back. Thank you for using a double negative. Uh, when travel resumes on my next annual visit to coworkers in San Diego, I'll pack the 2021 currency of the land, be it toilet paper, antibodies, rubles, or God-blessed old U.S. dollars. <laughs> While I should really get over it and go digital to pay my part i confess i keep riding the coattails and start hoping my confessions spur other patrons and justice daddies with decent courage to reward the muller she wrote daily beans team for bravery and good work one more confession i can't believe i got you to say snatch on air last time and maybe again just now you are so freaking funny i laughed so hard at your last episode and it's always a joy listening to you you're brilliant wonderful and gosh awesome seriously thank you for everything you do see you on the other side P.S. I'm married deeply in love and hold my bounds. P.S.S. If anyone else message you, messages you claiming to be the confessor, you can be 90 blank percent sure they are full of shit. Scratch that 100% sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> Justice daddies. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, God. I, the P.S.S. is my favorite part. If anyone else messages mm -hmm. you claiming to be... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. If anyone's new to this, AG and I are calling all justice daddies if you want to send uh, one or both of us to our graduate school of choice. That's an offer that's on the table that has nothing in it for you and only things in it for us. So if that's, if that's appealing. <laughs> that has nothing in it for you uh, and only things for us. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Thank you so much for your follow-up. We love follow-up things, uh, especially following salacious quarantine confessions that result in uh, sugar daddy bits but uh okay i'm gonna read 
I'm going to read one from Anonymous, pronouns she, her. This is a confession that I'm sure Jordan is going to love, so if possible, get her to read it. It is possible. My boyfriend and I have been together for three years now and lived together for about two and a half of those. With that being said, hiding the fact that I fart, yes, has long been out the window. I don't know if it's because quarantine is truly to blame or if it's just the passage of time and gas uh, and growing comfortable with each other. But farting is often pointed out and laughed at in our home. So much so, we often joke that a Halloween decoration turned permanent apartment fixture mermaid skeleton is the culprit when either of us rips ass <laughs> to the point that now I don't think we could take her down because if she's gone, who are we going to blame for the wind passing through our tiny apartment? <laughs> I take a lot of enjoyment of getting to fart freely in my home, and when I get any sort of reaction, blaming it on the 16-inch plastic mermaid for all butt-related crimes. That's... Butt-related crimes. Yes. (laughs) Always find someone else to blame. I love it, especially inanimate objects. God. I think I I see a trend that all butt-related confessions go to you. I see that so, trend as well. <laughs> so maybe, maybe in your, maybe in your, include you know name and pronouns. Maybe we put whether it's butt related or not, and then <laughs> it's for you. <laughs> yes, I'm definitely gonna change my Twitter bio to, to add fart daddy on there. That's <laughs> nice. I want people to know it's a safe space. Um, here's one from Heather. Uh, pronoun she her i began smoking during an awful three-year divorce and i have been trying to quit every day since the patch the gum wellbutrin enchantix nope said my nicotine addiction i actually it actually took a pandemic a dead car battery and the need to call uber to take me to buy cigarettes does anyone living alone shower regularly when they're trapped at home of course not so yes folks i finally quit smoking because i just didn't want to take a shower ridiculous (laughs) but true I'm so happy to hear that. I had a friend that said the same thing. She lives in New York, and ever since I've known her, she's been a -a pack-a-day smoker. And she said that she stopped because she's too freaked out by by COVID in New York. She doesn't want to go outside. She always has to go outside to smoke, and she just doesn't want to do that anymore. And she's too lazy also to, (laughs) to like, get ready and stuff and go outside. So, uh, congratulations. I I know that that's, that's, like, a massive, massive victory. If that's something you've been yes, trying to do, congrats. which clearly you have. So, hell yeah. So we actually have just two more left. I think we can get to them. I'm going to read this one from anonymous he, him. Uh, and uh, he, him says, my confession is I'm also a dude that mostly pees sitting down. It really is the best. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. It really is the best. I grew up in a house as the only boy among six female family members. I was never encouraged to stand. Maybe it's just laziness, but unless it's an outdoor or public restroom setting, I've never seen the use of it. This has become even more so since working from home. I sit and take my leisurely pee and hide from the rest of the family who assumes I'm pooping. Let this quarantine (laughs) teach all men it's not unmasculine to pop a squat. Yes. (laughs) Make sitting normal for everyone. (laughs) Fuck yeah. I like, we're inspiring people, AG. Our listeners, Mm. through our voices, are changing the minds and butts of Americans and global citizens abroad. Sit down when you mm. pee if you want to like peeing. It's the mm. only way to do it. You know, it's kind of a bummer. I've never gotten to try standing up when I pee. I've only done it a couple times and it's gone disastrously. It was just, it was horrible. I wish that I had the ability mm. to, to switch sides in such a way, mm. you know? To pitch yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, okay, next up from Elise. Pronouns they, them. They say, seven years ago, I got a divorce. My ex never changed their Facebook password. For a full year, I would log in to see what they were up to. Here is a poem. The year composed of one private message between friends, in quotes, discussing our former sex life. Two, explicit uh, explicit premarital sex remembrances. Three, marriage proposals. Four, wise friends telling you child custody agreements don't allow for consecutive holiday ownership. Five, hypocritical mm. religious, in parentheses, Mormon, advice giving. Six, inches of penis. <laughs> Seven hours <laughs> of a toddler walking the mall. Uh, eight, ignored facts on autism. Nine, synchronous logins, stressful as fuck. Ten, lies to future in-laws. Eleven, who thinks your wife is, was, addicted to porn. Twelve, other social media accounts, including Reddit, that I know. I lost the ability to log in after Facebook started advertising their data tracking login locations, where users can go to find it, and how to set up text email notifications for new logins. Only then did he change his password. Good news, I'm remarried, the child was able to be adopted by my current husband, and my family is thriving. And then there's an asterisk, outside of the pandemic, assuming Trump gets kicked out of office and we magically stay employed. <laughs> thriving <laughs> is a relative <laughs> thing nowadays. But true. good riddance to the past life, and I am so happy for you for your new one. Yes, congratulations so cool. on your divorce and your new marriage and your thriving asterisk. Yes. All right. Well, we got to all of them, Jordan. Yay. We did it. We did it. That was <laughs> awesome, y'all. Um, keep sending them. We've got tons. Uh, we'll do this again next week. And we really appreciate you uh, sending them in. And, you know, for the other show, you can send in your good news. Um, and, and, you know, we'll read it on the air. And, of course, you know the drill. Make sure to let us know uh, your name or if you want to remain anonymous, what your pronouns are, if you're into that. And, uh that's it. That's the end of the show, and I don't have a sign-off. Do you have anything to say? I do not, no. All right. Well, uh, this is how we end the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Quarantine Confessions is brought to you by MSW Nation and Starburns Audio. Engineering by Mackenzie Mazell, with quality assurance by Kanai Williams and Amanda Reeder. Writing and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, Amanda Reeder, and our listeners. Our copywriter is Jesse Egan. Web design and branding is by Joel Reeder of Moxie Design Studios. And our website is quarantineconfessionspod.com.